Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another session of It's Electric, where we talk about small kitchen appliances that many of us love and wouldn't want to have to live without. And we try to answer your questions, talk about which are accessible and which ones are not. So sit back and relax. And thank you to those who are participating. Also, we have Nancy today as our host and Katie is streaming. And for those of you who may be hearing this at a different time, Today is Wednesday, September 14th, 2022, and we're glad to have everyone along. Now, if you're like me, you want to find out who all is with us, because even I don't know. So, the way we're going to do it tonight is if your birthday, no matter what month it is, is on the 1st through the 10th of the month, raise your hand. And when Nancy calls on you, please introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from. And then if you have a question about a particular small kitchen appliance, or if you want to brag about your favorite small kitchen appliance, that's the time to do it. So if your birthday is the 1st through the 10th, no matter what month it's in, raise your hand. And... Nancy, do we have any raised hands? We have hands going up, yes. All right. I'm a host. I couldn't participate, but mine is in this category. But anyway, Herbie is first. Oh, no. We're starting the show with Herbie. Uh, Actually, technically, you started the show off with a Herb because Nancy Herb is your host, even though she's not related. Oh, I see. The Herb without the E. Exactly. All right. Now you get the Herb with the E, so beware. Um. All right, kitchen appliances that I have. Well, I have your typical ones, still standard stove with the knobs, still like that type, the standard fridge. Uh, would be cool if it had a water and ice dispenser, but the old-fashioned kind that doesn't require a high-level computer programmer. Um, <laughs> so I'll stick with my simple fridge and freezer in the meantime. Um, not that I have a choice, because that's what the apartment provides, but <laughs> anyway... Um, You know, technically the sink counts as an electrical appliance because it has to give out hot water, and so that's connected to a a hot water heater, unless it's gas-powered. I don't know. Hmm, That's an interesting thought. (laughs) Well, you know, got to think about these things. I know we don't talk about water and electricity, but, uh, you know, sometimes we just got to reveal the shocking truth, so... Uh Herbie is on a roll. Where are you from, Herbie? I'm from Houston, Texas. And let's see. The actual electrical appliances you had in mind, though, I have the air fryer uh, oven combination. I have my new wave. I have a rice cooker that actually I don't use. I have (laughs) a Keurig, which heavily gets used. I have a talking microwave. And uh, I do have a hand mixer. And um, let's see, I'm trying to think, do I have anything else? Not really. Oh, I do have an electric skillet that really doesn't get used because I use the new wave more. So Uh, there you go. That's pretty much it. 
We are glad to have you, and Herbie is a cook. Some of you may know that he has his own cooking show that is on the community every week, so be sure to look for that when you get your schedules. I think you're on Tuesdays. Is it every week or every yep. other week, Herbie? Every week now. Every so, week uh, now. Okay, at 10 a.m. Eastern. So. All right. All right. Who else do we have? Nancy? Desi. Ah, Desi. Hey, everybody. I almost said good morning. So oh, well, you know where my day is going. It's good morning somewhere, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, my birthday is the 10th of February. And um, I have a number of small kitchen electrics. And uh, my niece once referred to me as the small appliance queen. Ah. <laughs> because she, uh, she doesn't have a lot of them. And she... I think doesn't quite understand why I think they're all so fabulous because you can do stuff on the stove and you can do, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I love my small kitchen electrics. I have a Keurig coffee maker. I have a microwave. I have a TOA 60 uh, toaster oven, air fryer, convection oven combination. I have um, a little Ninja single serve blender i have a rapid egg cooker i have an instant pot i have a KitchenAid stand mixer i don't think i said that um and well that's enough for right now that's pretty much all of them i think <laughs> you do have a well-equipped kitchen with small appliances don't you I do. Yeah. I do. I'm lucky I have some pretty good counter space, too. Yeah, so. sounds kind of like my kitchen. Mm -hmm. so, all right. Well, it's good to have you, Desi, as always. It's always great to be here. Thank you. And, and I might be down in your area in the first part of November, so we'll have to talk. Oh, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. That all right. If you're right in Nashville, we could get together and have lunch or something. Oh, we, we could. I'll be in Franklin, but I know that's not too That's far close away. enough. That's close yeah. enough if you have a way to get to Nashville. I'm sure I do. So it's, it's Williamson County borders Davidson County. So Ah, right. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. Well, good yay. talking to you. Good talking to you too. Who's next, Nancy? Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Hi, sorry, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm from New York, and I have a kitchen that is so inaccessible, it's practically funny. Um, I'm actually here because I'm looking for an instant pot that is you know, somewhat of you know, an updated model, but still accessible. Mm -hmm. And I think we spoke on via email, so I'm actually glad to be here. I wondered if you were that, Sarah. Okay, yes, good. I was. I am, actually. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm glad you made it on here. So, as a lot of people know, in terms of instant pots, I usually recommend the Instant Pot Duo 7-in-1, and it has buttons on the front. I was thinking you had gotten one, though. Did you not get one yet? I got the Instant Pot Ultra, which is a nightmare. No, the I Ultra. Were you able to return it? No, and the thing's oh. $300. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, Yeah, the Ultra is one of the ones that has a knob on the front. And 
from everything I know, those are not as accessible as the Instant Pot duos. And there's actually one duo, but not the seven in one. It's a, I forget what it, what it's called now, that um, has a knob. And, and I know of one blind person who has it, and she's always having to uh, have other people help her with it but anyway if I just may say something quickly if you, you're saying that it's not as accessible the ultra that's that's actually pretty nice because it's not accessible at all I mean you have to how many times you click it for this and then you have to enter and how many times for the temperature it thing is yeah. not accessible at all yeah see that knob yeah I, and I figured the knob was problematic I haven't actually seen one but from what I've been told it didn't sound like it would be a good option so yeah. um I'm hoping some way you can figure out, you know, maybe somebody would buy a gently used instant pot, you know, that can see or something in, in your area. But I would recommend the instant pot duo seven in one. Uh, I think very, someone said that they had one here. Well, I have one. So I think okay. someone before I went who introduced themselves before I did, I think they said that they had one. I don't know if theirs is a oh. duo probably though. It, okay. um, yeah. So. There, you'll find Sarah if you hang around us very long. That a lot of us have similar appliances or the same models because, yeah. you know, it's word of mouth. If somebody has something they love, they tell other people about it, and then, ooh, I want an air fryer, or I want an air fryer oven. I'll get that one that uh, Jeannie and Peggy and Desi have, and you know, so that's that's mm-hmm. how it goes. So yeah. All right. Well, we're very glad to have you. Glad you figured out how to get on. And thank you. We'll try to help you out. Who is next, Miss Nancy? Chuck. Oh, Chuck didn't let uh, me down tonight. Hey, no, Chuck. no, I'm here. Uh, well, of course, I'm, I'm from Tennessee. Um, and my birthday's the 6th of the month of February. And uh, when I get those oven oven mitts and uh, double spatula, I should be ready to use my sandwich maker. And I also have a microwave and a Keurig. Okay. And he uses those and, and enjoys them. So that's yes. good. All right. Well, we're glad you're here, Chuck. Glad to be here. All right. Do we have anyone else with a birthday the 1st through the 10th of whatever month it is? There, there's somebody that just says iPhone, so I'm not sure who this is. Hi, it, it's most likely me. Uh, my name's Derek from uh, Winter Park, Florida. And um, gosh, I just purchased myself a Kastori Dual Wave 6.8 quart air fryer, and it is completely accessible. Uh, I have options of using my phone or the Amazon Alexa to set it, start it, tell it what to do, etc. It's truly amazing, and the quality is very, very good. Um, I use it a lot, and I really like it. Uh, my other uh, accessible things that are reasonably accessible, at least, are my Keurig, where... I, the buttons are very easy to know which one I'm pressing. And uh, I just recently bought a uh, Weber kettle grill. Now, you might want to know how that becomes accessible. Well, not easily. But 
Uh, one of the big things about barbecuing is knowing when the temperature is getting too high, too low, or the meat temperature itself is too low or too high. So what I did is I bought on Amazon these uh, Bluetooth digital thermometers that talk to my iPhone and tell me exactly what's going on. So I work with the Weber manually when I get the readings that need any attention. Uh, also have a Ninja, obviously, a uh, uh, blender, um, with the dough maker and everything else. And I have, there's a microwave in the house and obviously a regular stove. But since I got my um, Kasori, I very rarely use the stove other than when I really need to. So that's about it for me. Um, one request though, please. When we talk about accessible, uh, like folks have been talking a few minutes ago, could we give a description as to what you mean by accessible? In other words, is it like my Kasori where I can do everything on my smartphone or is it just moderately accessible like my Keurig, but not, not you know, where I can control it by Bluetooth? Right. We, we can try that and... But yeah, there are different definitions of accessibility. For example, those of us who have the um, Cuisinart TOA 60 air fryer toaster oven, it does not operate with an app. It operates with knobs that we can turn and, and know exactly the positions of the knobs and, and what the setting is at a particular position. So that's one type of accessibility, um, being able to use an app or one of the A devices is another form of accessibility. Um, on the Instant Pot, uh, it had the ones that are considered accessible, they have little bubble type buttons that you can feel. And whenever you push one of those buttons, it makes a beep noise. So you're able to control it by knowing how to do the beeps. And it's not hard to learn. So if, if you're new at this, like Sarah, don't, don't let what I'm saying scare you away because we can teach you how to do it. Um, so, yeah, accessible has lots of different definitions. Um, I like... Uh, I think it was, I forget who it was, who, um, I think it was Nancy. Anyway, I have the um, little Ninja Blender, you know, the single serve Ninja Blender. It's accessible because all you do on mine is you put the blades in the top of the glass, turn it upside down, set it on the base and press down and hold. And that's how it works. So there are lots of different definitions or different ways of things being accessible. But yeah, we can, we can do that, um, especially, you know, if there is a question about it. So we're very glad to have you here. And it sounds like you have a well-equipped kitchen too. So thank you Hi. for coming. You're welcome. Thank you. Who's next, Nancy? Vicki. Hey, Vicki. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. How are you today? I'm I good. You? That voice, I think. Yes, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I my birthday's on the eighth of May, 
Um, I have a Bosch bread mixer and it mixes all kinds of things. It has a blender on it and a food processor and an ice cream maker and a, um, just everything. <laughs> and it's accessible. I have no problems with it. It has a knob that clicks when you turn it. Uh-huh. Um, I have a three-quart Instapot and a six-quart Instapot, and then just a regular toaster, regular uh, stove, regular fridge, etc. So, uh, and a crock pot. So I'm okay. Okay. Um, the only thing I'm I would like to hear more about is the smaller toaster oven that is the same as your big one. Oh, okay. And I would have to. Oh, go ahead. A lot of people have called in and said they have limited room. And so I've wondered if you would mention that more to some people. Okay. That, yeah. that has the knobs. It's, it would fit in my kitchen better than the first one I bought. I ended up giving the other one to my daughter. Ah, well, I'll bet she's happy now. <laughs> yeah, they, they use it, but it wouldn't fit under my cupboards. And I didn't want it in the middle of my snack bar. So mm-hmm. okay. anyway, um. I've been going to buy one of the smaller ones, but I haven't done it yet. Okay. It, it's coming. <laughs> well, that's good. Now, my daughter bought an egg cooker that is, I think the brand name was Hatch on it. And as <laughs> long as you measure the water ahead of time, because it comes with a measure cup, and we sit and measured the water, and I'm just going to write down the measurements, like it's three tablespoons, three and a third tablespoons, um, depending on if you want hard-boiled, medium-boiled, soft-boiled omelets or uh, poached eggs. And uh, other than that, it's perfectly accessible. Okay. Well, another person who has a well-equipped kitchen. (laughs) So anyway, okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, So a lot of us do have the Cuisinart air fryer convection toaster oven, and they do make a... a smaller model. I am not sure of the item number. I think it has 28 in it. And if anyone knows when it's your turn to talk, feel free to let us know. Or if somebody is really fast and can look up things while they're on a Zoom session, you can feel free to do that too. Um, I'm not sure how much the smaller one will hold. Of course, the TOA 60 holds it's big enough to hold a 12-inch frozen pizza. But as I think I mentioned at our last session, I don't think they're making the TOA 60 anymore. You may still be able to find it at stores where it's not out of stock. But now the new kit on the block, which according to my understanding has knobs just like the TOA 60, is the Cuisinart TOA 70. And they've added one more function, which they call grilling. So now instead of having eight, I mean, seven functions, you have eight functions. I wish they'd make it with a rotisserie too. That to me would take it over the top. I'd have to get a new model. So we're glad to have you, Vicki. And I know that may not be much help, but I'll try to find out more about that for you. All right. Who is next, Nancy? There are no more hands at this time. No more hands. Well, you know, we have to keep going no matter what month your birthday is in. If your birthday is on the 11th through the 20th, 
raise your hand and let's find out who you are and where you're from and something about small kitchen appliances. The 11th through the 20th or the 1st through the 20th, if you happen to have come in late and you have your birthday early in the month. No hand circle. No hands? No babies born in the middle of the month? Wow. Okay. Well, we might get some later. So let's go. Well, to, we got hands. Oh, now oh they, we have hands. See, they wait, till I, they wait till I tell on them, and then they raise their hands. I don't know what's up with Yeah. Okay. So who's first? Diana. Hey, Diana. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm okay. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thank you. Good. I have been waiting for this call because I had a little mishap with my Instant Pot, and I've been wanting to ask the expert. Oh, okay. Um, I, two nights in a row, I cooked things in my Instant Pot. First is pot roast, which really doesn't matter to this question. The second night, it was spaghetti. It did okay. great the first night. The second night, for some reason, it didn't want to uh, pressurize. And I've had that happen maybe once or twice in all the years I've had it, but there was nothing like stuck in the little, you know, where the little thing, where the little uh -huh. button goes down that I'm aware of. And, and it just didn't want to pressurize. So basically I ended up cooking the spaghetti. It basically, it probably just like boiled it like it would on the stove or something. Right. Because, and I had to do it twice to get it done. Mm -hmm. uh, but that concerns me. I don't know. First of all, I wouldn't know what was causing that. Second of all, it was the spaghetti. And I think I was writing so fast. I think it was a spaghetti recipe that you gave out a long time ago. And uh -huh. I didn't get everything down. So I didn't get down how many minutes to cook it. So I just had to guess at that. And the spaghetti, and I think it was because it stuck. stuck on the bottom of the pot. Now, I don't know if that's because it was basically kind of having to boil instead of, uh, you know, do it quicker just the normal way because the, the pot didn't want to pressurize or if it's because I are you supposed to because I had all I had written down because I must have been writing fast was the order that you're supposed to put it in there okay. and did I do I do wrong by like pushing the spaghetti to get it under the water and maybe it got you know is it just kind of like supposed to if all of it doesn't go under the water is it all, are you just supposed to kind of like let it float there I mean, is that maybe why it's stuck? I mean, because we okay, got well, the, the recipe I have, which I got from Sandy Clifton, who does Simply Happy Foodie, and she has lots of YouTubes, including the one for her spaghetti. Um, oh, what she what she does is first, what simply and then simply Happy Foodie. F-O-D-I-E. Okay. I'll look for that. Sorry. Simply happy foodie. Okay. So what she does is first she preheats her pot and puts a little oil in it. And when the oil gets hot, she adds some chopped onion and she browns that. And then she adds her meat. Uh, you can use either ground beef or Italian sausage or a combination or if there's something else you prefer, I, you know, there are no rules, but anyway, and then you brown your meat and then uh, you lay your spaghetti and you want to do it crisscross. You're not just going to dump the whole thing in, have it sticking up everywhere, but you 
I break my, you know, my long spaghetti, I break it in half and then yeah, it fits in my instant pot. So you lay it kind of crisscross fashion, have it, have the first few going left to right. And then the next one's going top to bottom or front to yeah. back and, you know, just have them going in different directions, but don't put it all the same. But your meat and, is on the bottom. And then she, used, we're going to get to the water. Just hold your horses here. Okay. Uh, then she uses um, a can of tomatoes. I don't add those anymore. I used to, but I think it makes it a little too juicy. So I don't do that. Um, but after you get your spaghetti in there, you can add your sauces and then your uh, jarred spaghetti sauce. And then depending on uh, if you're using the recipe that I generally use, which uses one pound of meat and eight ounces of spaghetti, you're going to put two cups of water. I put it in the jar and kind of shake it so that uh -huh. if any sauce got left behind, you know, we're going to get the whole deal. When you pour the sauce in, you uh -huh. pour the sauce on top of the spaghetti, but then when you pour the water in, you pour it around the edge. And I gently, as I'm pouring, I pour slowly and turn my instant pot gently around so that that water seeps down to the bottom. And if it seeps down to the bottom, you shouldn't have any sticking when you're doing the spaghetti. And then depending on how well you like your spaghetti done, you cover it and pressure cook it for anywhere from seven to nine minutes. The um, general directions will say half the time that's written on the pasta package, but I just kind of do away with that. I, I figured out that for us, we like ours done nine minutes. You know, if it's only done seven minutes for us, it's a little too chewy. So it yeah. kind of depends on, on your preference. But if, if you um, brown your onion first, and then add your meat and all that. And then uh, just lay your spaghetti on there and then put the sauce on top of it and the tomatoes if you're going to use them. And then pour the water around the edge. And, you know, it's real easy to rotate the pots. So you can hold your jar in one hand if you don't have problems with your hands and gently turn the pot with the other hand, you know, so that that water gets well distributed. Okay. Um, That's and that, yeah, that should do it for you. And feel free to watch her YouTube. Like I say, it's Sandy Clifton, and she does have a YouTube for um, doing spaghetti. And I forget what she calls it now, but it is a spaghetti YouTube, and and that's how I do it. And I have doubled it and done it in the um, six quart. But that recipe is actually small enough that you can do it in the three quart. And even then, you're going to get a few meals out of it. So, oh yeah, I did. Um, um, good. Why it might not have pressure? What the deal was with the pressurizing the night before and the night? Before. It could be a few things. Um, you didn't get a burn signal, right? No. Okay. No. Um, it could be, and I don't know how long you've had your pressure cooker, but if you haven't changed the ring for a long time, the, you know, the rubber gasket that's in the lid, it could be that you need a new gasket or um, if there was any debris between the gasket and the, you know, the pot itself um, where your top sits, 
um, uh-huh. that might have prevented it from coming to pressure. So it's hard to know for sure. Um, mm-hmm. What you could also do in the meantime is do a water test. Um, oh, good put, idea. Yeah, put a cup or two of water in there and set it for pressure cook for one minute and see if it comes up to pressure. And, you know, so try that too. And, and if it doesn't come to pressure, it's highly likely that it's your gasket that you need to replace. Okay. It may be that because it's pretty, I think I got it in 2014. So it's, and you've it's never replaced the ring. No. <laughs> oh, I think that's probably your problem there. <laughs> okay. So highly you- likely. You just look for instant pot. What do you instant pot ring or what do you look for? Uh, yeah, you can if you put instant pot uh, ring or gasket or whatever in there, okay. it should have it. And it'll it has them for the three quart size and the six quart size. And a lot of times, if, like if you get it from Amazon, they have two. And of course, the color doesn't matter to us, but it's good to have two because you want to use one for your savory items like your spaghetti. Uh-huh. But then one day, if you decide that you want to make a cheesecake in your Instant Pot, you don't mm-hmm. want your cheesecake to taste like it just came out of the spaghetti pot. Yeah, so you would point. want to use a different ring for yeah. your sweet things. Okay. I've never done that, but I've heard cheesecake in Instant Pot is delicious. So It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for the information. Jenny. You're very welcome, Diana. And thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. Who is next, Nancy? Area code 619, Indian 684. You may unmute. Hello. Yes. Hi, everybody. This is Ginny. And I have never called this um, <clears throat> this class before. And I'm from San Diego. Ah. And I actually am kind of a foodie that's kind of um, gotten a little rusty. And I guess I have the areas in which I'm good at and not so good at. And it occurred to me, this is my first visit here, um, going with the flow, I'd wonder um, just I'd wonder if you could tell me a little bit more, whatever you're comfortable with on the Instapot, how, you know, to me, I've never used one. I used a pressure cooker years ago. And whatever you want to share with me about how you guys make that accessible. I've never used one. Okay. Well, let me tell you, because I'm old enough that probably older than you, if I'm going by your voice, that years ago I had the, I had a Presto pressure cooker. The two big brands that I recall were Presto and Miro. And the Presto pressure cooker, it had a weight and you just had to put it on and then you didn't have to worry about it. The Miro, I think their weight had three different holes. So you had to know if the recipe was supposed to have five pounds of pressure, 10 pounds or 15. So I had the the Presto because I like to keep things simple. Um, I never had an accident with mine, but if you're like me, you've heard horror stories about, you know, grandmother's split pea soup on the ceiling or whatever because the pressure cooker exploded, which we wouldn't want that to happen. So the new pressure cookers really don't look much like the old pressure cookers um, that that you know. Um, And they have around 11 different safety features built in so that you don't have to worry about uh, having your soup or your 
jelly or whatever it might be on the ceiling. It's, you know, they, they're very safe. Um, what I recommend to people is to actually go to one of your big box stores or discount stores and go to the appliance section and actually put your hands or your eyes, if you have some vision, on the different appliances that you are considering so you'll know ahead of time what they feel like. Now, I have to tell you, when I bought my first Instant Pot, at that time, it was all the rage. Everyone was talking about an Instant Pot. And I hadn't actually seen one, but we went with some friends one day to Costco. And Costco had an Instant Pot on sale, and it sounded like a good price. And, and my friend, who happened to be sighted, said, oh, Jeannie, you need an Instant Pot. They're great. you know. So, so I bought one. And it was a duo, like I talk about, the Dual Plus or Duo 7-in-1. Okay. But anyway, it was a duo. And I remember opening up the box and I took it out of the box and I felt it. It was the six quart. So it was this big round thing. And then on the front, it had this panel and this panel had like 18 buttons. I kid you not. And I'm feeling these little round buttons and thinking, what in the world am I going to do with this? And I promptly put it back in the box. And it sat there for about three months. And then one day a friend told me about a podcast uh, that had been done where a couple of people were demonstrating using their Instant Pots with little or no vision. So I listened to it and I'm thinking, well, yeah, maybe I could do this. And then I started looking for YouTubes because it turns out that a lot of the people who do YouTubes or, you know, YouTube videos about the Instant Pot are very good about describing what they're doing, what's happening, giving recipes where the exact ingredients are given. And for those of you who are interested, I'll be glad to share some of my favorite ones. Um, But suddenly I decided, okay, I'm going to learn to use this thing. So I watched these videos and, and learned that oftentimes, even though the main Instant Pot then that was like mine had 18 buttons on it, most people didn't use all those buttons. There were only certain ones that they used. So um, I had probably my husband. He has enough vision to see what's on the Instant Pot. So I had him look at the buttons and tell me for each column, the, the first column had six buttons going from top to bottom. The second and third columns had three that started near the middle of the panel and went down to the bottom. They were even with buttons four, five, and six on the first column. And then the fourth column had six buttons. So I had him tell me what each button was on each column. And in my case, I put a Braille card uh, with each title. And then with a magnet, I put that on my refrigerator so that If I was going to do something and first I had to saute, I'd know which button to push. Well, now I I just, I've used that enough that now I know automatically to push the bottom left button and that saute. And I know that when I'm done sauteing 
to stop it from sauteing, I push the bottom button that's second from the right, and that turns off saute. And then I add all my other ingredients. I put the lid on, and if I want to use the rice setting, I push the top right button. If I want to pressure cook, I push the bottom right button, and then I set my time, and there's a, a plus and a minus for setting your time, and you have to do that based on what the preset is. Anyway, we I don't want to go too much into that right now. But then I would set my time and make sure that the little knob on top was on pressure, not vent, and let it go. And a while later, I'd have spaghetti or beef stew or whatever I was cooking in my Instant Pot. So the new ones are very accessible. Well, some models are. Um, as we were discussing earlier, the models that have the knob on front are not. But the ones that just have the buttons are very accessible and very safe. They have lots of safety features built in that the old ones didn't have. And I know that was a long answer, but I hope that helped. No, that did. And um, I have to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, let me just ask you a brief question. Um, I think that... I'm at a real basic level with the Instapot, but maybe you can confirm for me what I was told, which was that it, you can pressure cook. I guess you can make it a, a slow cooker. I think I was told you could bake in it and saute. Are those most of the functions that it does? And the pressure cooker, um, you know, I remember years ago, I used it a lot, but it's been such ancient history. My voice is very young sounding, trust me. Okay. So, <clears throat> So, yeah, so it, are those the functions that it performs? Um, different ones have slightly different functions. The Duo, which is one of my favorites. Uh, the main thing that I use is the pressure cook, the rice, the saute. Uh, I have made yogurt in mine with success. Um, there's There are recipes for what's called cold start yogurt where you don't have to get it up to a certain temperature and all that. And so that's much easier than doing the incubation and all that. Um, and there are lots of buttons on there that I don't use. Um, so I hope that answers your question. But yeah, and if you decide to get one or if you already have one and need help with it, um, if anyone is in that situation and you need to contact me, you can do what Sarah did and send an email to community at acb.org and just say, please put me in touch with Jeannie or with the It's Electric Lady or whatever you want to call me that day. Depends on how you might feel, you know. Um, anyway, and, and they will send the email to me and then I'll be able to get in direct contact with you. That worked with Sarah and it has worked with a few other people too. Thank you so much. I want to let you go because I know other people have other questions. Okay. All right. I, um, so thank you very much. You're welcome, and we're glad to have you. Thank you for coming. All right. Who's next, Nancy? You uh, once. No one. Actually, you have no hands. No one. Okay. So I think we've covered the whole month. Well, I, you know, I know of at least one person that hasn't talked because she's right here with me. Do you want to talk? Me? 
You. No, I no longer have a kitchen. Well, I know that, but you're going to be getting another one. So I have a friend who's here with me and she's wanting, she's had some small kitchen electrics and she's wanting to learn about some more because she is selling her home, which had a fairly big kitchen. In fact, she took out her stove and I guess just had that more for a work area for more small kitchen appliances. But now she's thinking about possibly getting a small apartment where she probably won't have as much counter space. Although to that, I have to say, I have lived in some apartments that have what they call a galley kitchen. And I loved it because it had the refrigerator and counters on one side and the stove and counters on the other side. And so I actually had bukus of counter and cabinet space in that galley kitchen. And I didn't have to walk far. You wouldn't get many steps in because I could work on the counter and then just turn around and do whatever I needed to do on the other side. So I kind of like galley kitchens like a lot of apartments have. But um, anyway, they, they, they can be fun. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, my friend has been staying with me for a few weeks and she is an avid coffee drinker. She likes to have her coffee or her cappuccino every day. And I call myself a social coffee drinker. If, if I have people over and they want coffee, sure, we can fix some and, and I'll have a cup with you. But if nobody's here, since my husband doesn't drink coffee, generally, especially in the spring and summer, I don't fix it either. I, I would be more likely to fix it in the fall and winter when I want a hot drink. So I've never really wanted to spend the money for a Keurig. It's kind of like the Cadillac of um, coffee makers that use the pods or capsules or whatever you want to call them. But I looked on Amazon one day and I found one and the brand name was Chulux, C-H-U-L-U-X. So I bought one a few years ago and my friend was here and we were using it every day. And one day we noticed that when we would push in the button, it wouldn't just automatically turn on. Sometimes we had to kind of hold it in like, come on now, wake up. You know, we're the ones that are supposed to be sleeping, but you're supposed to be wide awake to make our coffee. And it, it would work. But then one afternoon we were in the kitchen and we heard this big pop. And I didn't think too much of it, didn't know what it was, but the things that were plugged in were, were still working. You know, I checked my mixer because I leave my hand mixer plugged in all the time. Uh, the microwave was working, so didn't know what it was. Well, the next morning when I got ready to make coffee, the coffee maker was turned sideways instead of front to back. And the little thing that's over the drip tray on the bottom wasn't in it. I did find it nearby. And lo and behold, when I tried to make our coffee, I pushed the button. And no matter how long I held it or what I did, it didn't work. So we figured out that for some reason, the coffee maker died. Well, I can do without my coffee, but Trisha doesn't really like to do without her coffee. So that morning, I could have ordered one. In fact, it was the Chulux brand. I, I decided I wanted to get another one because it's 
very simple to use and it's a single cup coffee maker. You know, so if you don't want a whole pot or if you don't want a coffee maker that has the reservoir so that several people can do K-cups all in a row and you don't mind pouring it in each time you're going to make a cup, this one is perfect. So I looked on Amazon that morning and it said that I could get one and that it would be delivered that day. But we were planning to go to a place that we have here and, and they have it in other parts of the country called... Ollie's Bargain Outlet. And in their ad, they said that they were having an appliance sale. So I'm thinking, maybe I should go see what they have. I might be able to get something better and or less expensive at Ollie's. So we went, no such luck. So I came back home and went back to Amazon. And now they were saying if I ordered this particular model, that it would arrive between four and eight in the morning. And I'm thinking, well, that's perfect, except that it probably won't get here till 8, and we generally get up at 6, 6.37. So I went ahead and ordered it, and the next morning when I got up, I think it was like at 5.30 or 6, I asked Lady A if I had any notifications, to which it said, coffee maker was delivered to front porch this morning. So I was elated and we were both able to have our coffee that morning. So that's my little electrical appliance story. So, all right. Do we have any hands raised? Anyone who hasn't introduced yourself or if you have a question that we haven't gotten to, I'm thinking there may have been another one that somebody yes. mentioned. Jenny. Beforehand. Yeah. Okay. Jenny has her hand up. Okay. Go well, ahead. I, yeah, I just have, um, I think, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was just going to follow up with a flow here. I have thousands of questions, but I'm <laughs> trying to reel them in here just as an overall thing. Um, I really would have, you know, I really am kind of a foodie and I'm a diabetic and I thought, okay, my approach to diabetes is going to make very tasty gourmet food in moderate quantities that fit mm -hmm. my, you know, my restrictions. And then I came across uh, something called um, diabetic gourmet, which is really good, but there are millions of good recipes out there. It's just that some of the techniques I've got rusty on. So I could ask you a million questions all day. So I'm going to try to avoid that. But what I did want to ask is I have a Keurig mm -hmm. and uh, what is the spelling of the one that you got? I'm not familiar with that. The Chemex or what is it? Okay. C H U. L-U-X. And I wasn't familiar with it till I found it on Amazon. And it's small enough that if you travel at all, you can take it with you. And the nice thing is you don't have to worry about um, whether it's been cleaned out or not, because you, you will know if you have cleaned it. Where at the hotel, you don't know when the last time it is that they cleaned it. Oh, and yeah. The ones that I've used in the rooms at hotels the coffee for the most part has been disastrous. It's like, Oh, you know? So anyway, it's, it's a neat little, little machine. It's small and compact and easy to use. And what we do is we have um, a one cup measure that has a little spout on it and we put the water in that and then we pour it into the Chulux machine and we're less likely to spill if we put the pod in the little hole for the pod first. And then uh, the place where you pour the water is behind that. And it works really well. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, I have a Keurig 
and it's older. It's very older. I may have bought it years ago, and um, so I'm not familiar. I think I would say the coffee is good to so-so. The main drawback with the Keurig, in my mind, is the cost, if you drink a lot of coffee like I do. But I am in a galley kitchen right now, but it's it's very convenient. And, um, you know, what I would like to pass on to you guys is, um, and I can send in an email, the Keurig has an 800 number. And they're vi- that's why I order most of my coffee now, because they always have really good promotions. And if you don't like something, you know, let's say you try something, they'll send you back at no charge uh, and no shipping um, something else. Okay. And they also, when you register your brewer, they give you a special offer, which is, I think, four, you know, um, things of 24 pods each at a reduced price. Uh, with free shipping. So the Keurig 800 number is, is very nice. But I'm, I'm just thinking that I tried so many coffee makers and I had a hard time finding one that uh, really had good coffee. But it's trial and error and it can be expensive. So it's interesting to hear your experience. Yeah. And I do like my Keurig. But again, I would say the coffee is so-so. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it varies. Um, what is my favorite pod? And I've tried them all at Keurig. They have 400 is the, um, let's see, the, uh, I can't remember, okay, it is, um, it's some kind of nutty mocha by Pete's, and um, hazelnut mocha by Pete's, P-E-E-T-S, but you just, and then there's wild mountain blueberry, what you're trying to avoid is bitterness, and sometimes that's a problem with coffee, so it's a big area, and I will be listening, and um, that's that's all I have to say right now, I could go on and on, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Well, and I think, you know, some people prefer to have the ground coffee because it is less expensive if you drink all that you fix. Um, but the pods are nice for people like myself, as I don't drink coffee very often. And also you can get pods with apple cider, yum, yum, or with chocolate drinks or with um, different flavors of cappuccinos, uh, tea, so such a variety, you know, and, and it's really fun. So, yeah, I think that's really good um, with guests. Uh, but um, so I'm just gonna listen uh, to okay. all of the things you guys have to say. I really want to get back in the kitchen big time. Well, good. We 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 would love to help you. Also, and I don't know whether you're a Facebook user, but for those of you who are Facebook users, there is a group. It's not part of ACB, but. I started it a few years ago. It's called All, A-L-L, Text, T-E-X-T, Small Kitchen Electrics. Guess what? We discuss all all kinds of small kitchen electrics. And again, we discuss uh, different ones that are accessible. And, And we do discuss things like whether they're accessible through Lady A or phone apps or Um, by having knobs rather than touch screens or talking, whatever the case may be. And you have to remember something I've mentioned on a couple of sessions is just because it talks doesn't necessarily mean it's the best one. There is actually a talking uh, pressure cooker, multi-cooker pressure cooker, rice cooker, all those things. And, uh, it's called the cuckoo or cuckoo or something like that. And um, there is actually 
Well, there are actually now a few demos of it. Uh, a lady named Indigo Nilly, who has um, a channel, she has demonstrated it. Now, she is not blind. She is sighted. Um, but I ordered one because at one point QVC had them on special for a great price, way lower than what they normally were. But it didn't speak everything that we necessarily need to know. It also said not to cook pasta in it because the starch in the pasta might block the little thing when you're letting the steam out. And it's like, no, I really don't think I need this. So I did send it back. So when you're looking for an appliance, uh, you do need to know these things. And these are the kinds of things that we discuss. But again, it's all A-L-L text, T-E-X-T, small kitchen electrics. So if you use Facebook, please ask to, you know, try to find that group and join it and we'll be happy to let you in to join us we we have i think around 475 members now maybe a few more a few less but um that's where and we share recipes too so we'd love to have you all you right seven we, minutes and you have one more hand left one more hand okay derek? hey derek yeah, hi, sorry, one more uh, comment uh, for the lady who was just talking about the Keurig, uh -huh. you know, I'm, I'm very cost conscious with the uh, price of the K-Caps, and it's only really when I find a really great K-Cup will I buy them, but most of the time I just get good quality coffee, and I have it ground on a, on a medium or a medium fine grind at, let's say, Costco or wherever I'm buying it. And I just use one of the refillable K-Cups. And uh, so I just uh, make my cup and I then uh, throw away the grinds and then reuse it uh, for my second cup. And that was very, very cost-effective, more so even than a regular coffee maker because you're using a lot less coffee. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say was I I've got a fairly new uh, Keurig, and I found that my water wasn't getting hot enough. And it turns out by, uh, even though I'd only been using it a couple of months, living in Florida, the, the water here is terribly hard. I mean, it's awful. And so what I did was I used some vinegar and I let it stand. I let it brew three, four cycles. And then I let it stand overnight with the vinegar. And I then uh, washed it out, obviously. And the next time I made coffee, my cure coffee was so much tastier. Right. And I think it's kind of this way with most machines is they do recommend that you clean them out periodically. I know for the Chulux, it's a, a mixture of half vinegar and half water. And you run that through and then, of course, run plain water through a few times because you don't want your coffee to taste like a pickle. And uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, so there you go. But yeah, that's that. And there are also, I think, um, cleaners specifically that you can buy for, for coffee makers, but if you can do it with vinegar and water, why not? All right. Do we have any other hands? If you're here and you haven't had a chance to talk or you have something else to say, Please raise your hand, and we'll try to get to you in the last five minutes of this session. 
I'm not seeing any hands go up yet. I'm just kind of hanging out for a few seconds because every time I say there's no. I know, <laughs> then they go up, right? So let's see. No, ma'am, no hands. No? Okay. Well, well this is Jenny. Uh, I'd like to say if you could repeat the email um, that that we could use if we have questions. Okay. Or we want oh, to contact, contact me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's the same email where you probably um, wrote to get the schedule, you know, the daily schedule of our calls, mm -hmm. but it's community at acb.org. And then in your email, just say you would like to get in touch with the It's Electric person or Genie or whatever you want to, you know. And if you spell my name wrong, I won't have a fit or anything like that. And they'll know who you're talking about. So. Okay, Lisa, so that's community at acb.org. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. Great. And be sure to, if you have Facebook, join All Techs Small Kitchen Electrics. And our next meeting will be on the 28th, if the calendar in my head is right. Is that right, Chuck? That is exactly correct. That is exactly correct. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So, Thank you. Chuck likes to keep me straight. He has a calendar in his head. <laughs> as I get older, his works better than mine does. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's getting older every day, too, but he's younger than me. Right, Chuck? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 63. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We have what? Two minutes left, maybe? And my computer says three, but yeah, it's probably closer to. Okay, close two to, to three minutes left. So if you have any burning questions or comments or anything like that, raise your hand now. Or forever hold your peace. <laughs> That's right. There you go. At least for two weeks, right? So. Well, you know, I'm so glad that everyone has joined us, and, and I think we've touched on some new things that we hadn't touched on in other uh, get-togethers, and it's always good to have new people. Welcome to you. Uh, encourage your friends to come and join us, too, especially if they have any interest at all in small kitchen appliances, and uh, thank you again to Nancy for being our host and Katie for streaming. And I think rather than trying to stretch this out even more, unless we have a raised hand, I will say good night and we hope to see you in two weeks. We do not have any raised hands. All right. Well, thank you everyone for coming. We really appreciate it. Good night.